When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, kid folk? Welcome to the number one ranked show sponsored by Direct TV Stream. I am your host, RJ Young. Thank you for watching on the Fox Sports app, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, or listening wherever you get your podcasts. Today, I'm going to talk through my top 25 following week three, and we've got a handful of FBS schools putting money in the bag. Let's go. It's the number one ranked show. Alright, so first we got to start by taking a look at the AP Top 25, and I want to show that to you, because already out the gate, the AP has surprised the hell out of me! Like, take a look at that number 22, which is where I have number 25, Fresno State, who beat UCLA, ranked UCLA, 40-37, in a game that I stayed up until 1.30 a.m. local time to watch Fresno State Moves to 2-1, and one, but let's backtrack just a little bit here. Look, I could put undefeated Oklahoma State in this spot after a nail-biting win on the road at Boise State or Southern Methodist after needing a Hail Mary to get past La Tech or undefeated Baylor who barely beat a Texas State team who got thumped on Saturday by incarnate word. Or I could have put Utah State, who smacked a bad Washington State team that happens to play in a Power 5 conference. Or I could have gone with undefeated Kentucky, whose signature win is perennial SEC power Missouri. Or I could have gone with undefeated Army, who has a signature win against Georgia State. Or I could have gone with undefeated Texas Tech who whipped Florida International and paid for the privilege 54-21 and is off to its best start to any season since 2017. Shout out Matt Wells. Or I could have gone with undefeated San Diego State, who told Utah to put the money in the bag. That, in the business, is what we call a tease. Bear in mind also that at least five ranked teams in the AP have suffered a loss since week one and 19 ranked AP teams have at least one loss. There are 34 undefeated teams left. Last week, there were 50. We are whittling the field, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, I ranked Fresno State at 25 and was shocked to see 
the AP thought more of the dogs beating UCLA than I did. I didn't even think the AP would rank them. I quite honestly was shocked to see they gave them that much credit. Against UCLA, though, Fresno State quarterback Jake Hayner hit 39 of 53 for 455 yards with two TDs and one INT. I'm beginning to think Hayner is one of the five best QBs in the sport. He went 20 of 26 for 331 against UConn, 30 of 43 for 298 against Oregon, 17 of 22 for 380 against Cal Poly, and of course there's the 39 for 53, of 53, excuse me, for 455 against UCLA. Tailback Ronnie Rivers in that game carried the ball 21 times, 136 yards. Wideout Jalen Cropper caught 14 balls, 141 yards. With the win against the AP Top 25 team, it's the biggest win Fresno State has recorded against a ranked opponent in two decades. Look, I ranked the, the dogs because they've not just been in every game they've played. They were fewer than four minutes from knocking Oregon out. The same Oregon that marched into Columbus and handed Ohio State an L at home. The Bulldogs also have one thing these 3-0 teams do not. A win against a ranked opponent on the road. Not to mention two top 25 opponents. And the Dogs still look good. Knocked off like that formerly you know, ranked UCLA team who knocked off that formerly ranked LSU team. You know where they got the get. And we had the remake of the viral video at the White House. Y'all remember that? I remember that. I remember that. One of the best and deepest teams in the deepest division in the sport, LSU, right? And now we get the transitive energy for Fresno State. As for the remaining unbeaten teams who are not ranked, may you play a team with a number next to their name and continue to run the table. Until then, I will give the Bulldogs their flowers with the knowledge that I think they could beat those who aren't ranked here. And if you got a problem with number 24, Florida, I invite you. Expand the playoff, you cowards. Look, I'm not here to cake for Florida or to not cake for Florida. You, you beat South Florida, who was held scoreless by North Carolina State, and you let them put up 20. You beat Florida Atlantic. Good for you. You took an L at home to the number one team in the country, and I'm supposed to be excited about that? No, no. You told me you were good enough to beat Alabama. We're not in the business of giving moral victories in these rankings, all right? It's too early in the season. It is September. Run the table. Get back to the SEC championship game. Then beat the SEC West division champ, which is probably going to be Alabama. And then we can talk about it. Until then, hey, take this L. Hold it. Hold it close. Let it just fill you. Fill you with whatever it is you need to go and beat whoever it is you got left. Because that's what it's going to take. All right? 12 games. Small sample size. Run the table. Number 23, I got Texas Christian. They're 2-0 coming off a bye. And number 22, I got Iowa State. They're 2-1. They defeated UNLV 48-3. Number 21, I got Wisconsin. 2-1 coming off a bye in a big game against Notre Dame in Chicago, for which I will be in town for our Wendy's live tailgate with my man Jeff Schwartz. Excited about that. But I want to give you a little background on Wisconsin, Camp Randall, and one of the cool things they're doing this weekend. So let's start with the Ho-Chunk Nation. Originally built mounds where Camp Randall sits today. 
But that's not where the stadium where the Badgers play gets its name. Historian Daniel Einstein told Wisconsin Public Radio, after Europeans arrived in the early 1800s, the grounds where Camp Randall now stands began to be used by Wisconsin State Agricultural Society to host the Wisconsin State Fair. This is one of the first things that actually took place in 1858, according to Einstein. Activities at the fair included plowing contests, equestrian cavalcades, and exhibitions that included inventions from naturalists like John Muir. In 1861, the U.S. government requested soldiers from northern states to help fight for the Union Army in the Civil War. Wisconsin Governor Alexander Randall shows the fairgrounds as a place to train these recruits, and the camp would bear his name as a result. It was a 53-acre plot of land that covered, quote, a pretty big chunk of what is now UW-Madison campus, according to Einstein. Einstein told WPR, more than 70,000 Wisconsin troops prepared for war at Camp Randall until the end of the war in 1865. Earlier today, Wisconsin announced it would honor those soldiers in their game against Notre Dame in Chicago with six stars ironed onto the neckline of their jerseys. The stars are an element featured on the plaque at the Camp Randall Memorial Arch outside the stadium. Under Armour, who sponsors both Notre Dame and Wisconsin, was kind enough to give me the opportunity to see that jersey up close, and we've created a video you can watch on the CFB on Fox social pages on Thursday to hear me talk about them. During the Civil War, it was home to as many as 5,000 at a time, and the camp included 40 barracks, a hospital, officers' quarters, stables, and a commissary. It's a small city, guys. 28 years after the end of the war, in 1893, the state of Wisconsin purchased the property from private business owners. WPR reported after buying the land, the government gave the property to UW-Madison for exclusive use. Then, Wisconsin football players began playing there in an area next to the fairgrounds, in, next to some grandstands in 1895. And then in 1917, money was allocated for a new stadium after the grandstand collapsed, you know, because that's what they tend to do after some time. The university built its first concrete stands into the side of Breeze Terrace on the west side of the stadium, and it has been growing larger and stronger ever since with several improvements. There is your Camp Randall history lesson. Next week, I'll tell you all about the Nittany Lion. At number 20, I have Michigan, who defeated Northern Illinois 63-10. to it's not just that Michigan had its first nine drives in the touchdowns against NIU. It's that they beat down an NIU team that beat a Georgia Tech team that played vaunted Clemson to a one-score game. Florida loves this energy. The Wolverines also put up 373 yards in this game rushing. All right? A little bit more about them as we go on. Number 19, I have Maryland, who is 3-0, defeated Illinois 20-17. It's the first time since 2016 that the Terps have begun the season 3-0. The Fighting Mike Loxley's, ladies and gentlemen. They are also, you know, a team that beat West Virginia. The same West Virginia who knocked off a previously unbeaten Vautech and was ranked as high as number 14 here last week. Okay, number 18. I got Ole Miss, who's 3-0. They defeated Tulane 61-21. to And the way that I couch this one is, Mississippi hung 61 on a team 
Oklahoma could only muster 40 on, and Mississippi gave up just 21 to a team Oklahoma struggled to hold to 35 at home. All right? Now, they got Bama coming off of a bye week next week, so we're going to get to find out real quick, if fast and in a hurry, if Ole Miss is for real. At number 17, I got Kansas State. They are 3-0, coming off a win against a very good Nevada team, 38-17. K-State tailback Deuce Vaughn is still that dude. He rushed for more yards, 127, than K-State quarterback Will Howard passed for, 123. K-State gets Oklahoma State in a battle of undefeated Big 12 teams. But this is also going to be such a test of depth. All right, so I don't know that I've ever seen anything like what is going on at Oklahoma State right now. And I had to write down the injuries that they have suffered. You got defensive end Trace Ford. Out for the year, ACL. You got safety, Trey Sterling, out for the year. You got Hunter Woodard, who's been out for the first two games. You got tight end Logan Carter, who hasn't suited up at all, even as Jelani Woods transferred to Virginia and has been balling. You got Desmond Jackson, who missed the Boise State travel squad because he got hurt against Tulsa. You got Langston Anderson, who broke his foot in warm-ups against Missouri State. You got Tay Martin, who's out. Brain Johnson hadn't played since the opener. Like, you keep going down. It's wild. Like, Casey Dunn, offensive coordinator at Oklahoma State, had a great quote. Like, they're in a winning situation, and they got to throw the ball. And he sees this man, Cabinus, out there at wide. He says, why is Cabinus in the game? It's, oh, yeah, because if he wasn't out there, I'd be out there. And then you got Mike Gundy, who is saying stuff like, in 32 years of coaching, I have never started a true freshman at any position. Never had to make that decision. Now I might have to do it at two positions. Like, he is, he is not the dude to want to put out inexperienced players. But he doesn't have a choice, dog, because that's just what it is at Oklahoma State right now. And again, they're 3-0. K-State's 3-0. K-State's doing this without their starting quarterback in Skylar Thompson. They got to hope that Will Howard is the guy, but they got to feed Deuce the Rock. We might be here for a while is what I'm saying, but somebody going to be 4-0 next week. Somebody going to be in these rankings next week. Maybe it's K-State, maybe it's Oklahoma State, but I'm wildly just enthusiastic about watching that game. Okay, and number 16, I got Michigan State. They are 3-0. They defeated Miami 38-17. I got MSU tailback Kenneth Walker III going for 172 on 27 rushes. Walker leads the FBS in rushing with 493 yards in three games. My God, dude. Scotty Hazleton. Defense is uh, kind of getting lit up. They gave up like nearly 400 yards passing De'Aaron King, so if you get that worked out against Nebraska this week, I feel better about it, but I like the tuck coming because the tuck is coming. All right, number 15, I got Rutgers. Now, they're 3-0, and and they defeated Delaware 45-13. Rutgers gets Michigan in a battle of undefeated Big Ten East teams. Very excited about this. Rutgers, though, got zero votes or points from the AP voters. Like, it's just me and you, Rutgers. Like, I can go through each one of these. Like, TCU, 91 points, so forth, so on, but I'm not gonna. It's just suffice to say, it's just you and me, Rutgers. And now it's just me and you without Malachi Nelson and Chris Long, all right? These two were arrested for what Greg Schiano described as an incident with a paintball gun. They have been indefinitely suspended. What I'm saying is, 
Something's got to give. And Shiano knows that. As Milton has recorded four pass breakups, two INTs, one return for a TD, and a blocked punt. And then there's Chris Long. Chris Long's stat sheet this year is so robust that it begins and ends with getting to wear a Rutgers jersey with his name on the back. Okay. Greg Shiano gave a very long quote. But this is the part that I want you to take it in, right? It's, let's make this clear. We haven't turned around anything. We got off to a good start in non-conference schedule, right? Greg Schiano lay in the wood. But this is what I'm talking about. Rutgers in the Big Ten. And now we start playing the Big Ten schedule. That's what it's all about. So we have to go and show we belong. We have not done anything yet. Man. Greg Schiano, I don't think he was talking to you and me. You know what I mean? I don't think he was talking at all to any of the media or any of the fans. I think Greg Schiano was 100% talking to his players who probably are looking at this ranking going, RJ think we really good. And Greg Schiano being like, forget that dude. He ranks Florida number 24. I'm telling you though, Rutgers, you could be off to your best start, not just since 2012, but since 2006, that's the last time, you know, Greg Schiano had it humming. They went for nine straight wins. And then with this game against Michigan, it's one of the biggest games of Schiano's career. One of the biggest in Rutgers school history. And they've been playing football since 1869. Look, you got a chance here. But the Wolverines are putting up 35.7 a game. And the Scarlet Jamal Walkers, that's a Black Knight reference, have given up just 34 points all year. All right? What I'm saying is, do not squander this opportunity. You're going on the road against a ranked opponent. This is your opportunity to take your respect, baby. Go take your respect. That's what I'm telling you. All right. Number 14, I got Coastal Carolina. They are 3-0. They defeated Buffalo 28-25. Number 13, I got Cincinnati. They're 3-0. They defeated Indiana 38-24. The win against Indiana, you know, I and the AP ranked in the preseason, means a little bit more to me than Coastal Carolina best win so far, which is against the Kansas team that is rebuilding, right? At number 12, I got Clemson. They're 2-1. and one. Defeated Georgia Tech 14-8. Clemson, figure it out. Number 11, I got Brigham Young. They are 3-0. and oh. They defeated Arizona State 27-17. to 17. With the win, BYU has knocked off back-to-back -back ranked opponents this season. Only Iowa has accomplished that feat. It's also the first time ever in school history that BYU has beaten ranked opponents in back-to-back -back weeks, all right? So that is my 11 through 25, right? So at the 11 through 25, I think the surprises there are obviously Rutgers. Uh, some people got to feel a kind of way about Florida, but I don't think anybody's going to really argue with me about BYU and what they have accomplished so far, especially knowing that you lost Zach Wilson, who was the number two overall pick in the draft, and you come back with this? I got to expect this, right? Where BYU is right now is quite honestly where I expected Utah to be. <laughs> Holy war, put that up in. All right, let's go through the top 10 because I understand that's what you are here for and that is what most of the people that are going to be watching for the playoff care to talk about. So, at number 10, I have Texas A&M. They are 3-0. They defeated New Mexico 34-0. All right, number nine, I'm just going to jump straight to it. I got Arkansas there, 3-0. They defeated Georgia Southern, 45-10. So we can talk about the Farmers and the Ragebacks. Go play a little football on Saturday. Woo! I likes it. I likes it a lot. Jimbo Fisher, 
versus Sam the Pit Pit, well, the Pit Boss Pitman. Look, KJ Jefferson is a big, strong quarterback, and he started quarterback. He's dude they pick. Zach Calzada is not the dude they pick, but he's every bit, I thought, as good as Haynes King. Now you get a chance to prove it because what y'all did against Colorado, hey, man, everybody want to give you a pass because Haynes King got hurt in that game, and that was obviously one. But Zach Calzada is not chopped liver. And if you want to demonstrate that you are the team to beat in the SEC West, though Alabama is still that team, you got to start acting like it, baby. That means you can't go get this W against Arkansas. We're going to talk bad about you. But Arkansas, baby, I, I picked you. Now, you're a top 10 team now. That's where I got you. You go play like it. That's all I'm saying. Get Kendall Browns and that veer shoot out in space. Let that speed run. I'm excited. I'm excited. That's one of my top games of the weekend. Number eight, I got Ohio State. They are 2-1. and one. They defeated my alma mater, Tulsa, 41-20. In this game, Ohio State running back Travion Henderson showed y'all what I've been telling y'all. Celebrated the 50th anniversary of the game of the century by breaking Archie Griffin's 49-year-old single-game freshman record with 277 yards rushing on the ground. Henderson and Mayan Williams are averaging 9.1 and 8.8 yards per carry, respectively. The Buckeyes probably go for 538 a game, give or take. If you can put up 600, it's not that big a deal. They're going to get 38, 40 points a game, okay? Problem for the Buckeyes is that they're giving up 500 yards a game. They got a 2018 Oklahoma problem. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You got to figure out the defense, baby. Because you got a Penn State that wants everything that you're throwing this year. In addition to the rest of the Big Ten, they out there hunting. Like, there are six ranked Big Ten teams. It's a lot, lot, lot left to play for. Number seven, I got Notre Dame. They are 3-0. Defeated Purdue 27-13 over the weekend. Kyle Hamilton is a friggin' pterodactyl. He has three INTs in three games. That's ridiculous, all right? Other thing about the Notre Dame-Wisconsin game this weekend is I feel like Notre Dame gets an opportunity to show that they ain't no chumps, that the Toledo thing is a fluke, all right, that the Florida State thing is a fluke, because we all believe Wisconsin's a good football team. Problem is they lost to a better football team, at least right now, in Penn State. You really want that W if you're Notre Dame, and there's no one rooting harder for the Notre Dame fighting Irish than the Cincinnati Bearcats, because they want them unblemished and ready to go. Cincinnati's going into a bye this week. They get Notre Dame coming out. They want every bit of this. And then, of course, this is the Jack Cohen revenge game, right? We were remiss if we didn't say that. Jack Cohen, you'll know, broke his foot in preseason, lead up to Wisconsin. Grand Merch gets to start. Jack Cohen goes into transfer portal, comes out at Notre Dame. Notre Dame's on the schedule. And now Notre Dame is 3-0 with Jack Cohen being their starting quarterback. Gets him a little piece of Wisconsin. It's going to be juicy, baby. It's going to be juicy. Number six, I got Oklahoma, 3-0, defeated Nebraska 23-16. Figure it out, Sooners. I mean, you're in, a, you're in Notre Dame territory right now. Number five, I got Penn State, 3-0, defeated Auburn 28-20 at Beaver Stadium. Penn State joins Alabama, Brigham Young, and Iowa as the only programs in the country, oh, excuse me, along with, yes, top 225, yes, with two top 25 wins. I was about to say, did I skip Brigham Young? No, I did not. That's four weeks into the season, and it has the best case to threaten to upset Ohio State for Big Ten East supremacy so far. October 5th, the Nittany Lions play a monumental game against Iowa at Kinnick Stadium. I am excited about that, but they got to get through the next couple of weeks. Number four, I got Iowa. 
They defeated Kansas State 30-7. Iowa has Colorado State. And then, of course, an undefeated Maryland. And they're scheduled before they, you know, try to go at Penn State's chest. At number three, I got Jordan. They defeated South Carolina 40-13, a team that could not score on Clemson. All of a sudden, putting up, getting buckets. At number, uh, number two, excuse me, I got Oregon, who is 4-0. They defeated Stony Brook 48-7. Now, it's not that they defeated Stony Brook. It's that... After three weeks of football, Oregon is the only undefeated team left in the Pac-12. It's a yikes for me, dog, because, yeah, all right, perhaps Arizona ain't the team to knock them off this week, but it would be so Pac-12 for a Pac-12 team to sneak up, beat up on Oregon, and then knock itself completely out of the playoff for a fifth straight year. <laughs> Just be the, soul, be the most Pac-12 thing ever. And then at number one, I got 3-0 Alabama, who went into the swamp, didn't play well, and still got a W. Alabama has now whooped Miami and the Gators to claim the Florida State WWE State Championship belt. Call them Big E and the New Day. Matter of fact, call them Ric Flair, baby. Because if I'm Nick Saban, and I hear the way y'all trying to talk about me, because of how Florida played, how we played, I'd be right here in this studio listening to y'all out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilled liquor and bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo! Wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun. And I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! Look here. Got me going Ric Flair for Nick Saban. That's what y'all have done. All right. Speaking of money, speaking of diamond rings, speaking of Rolexes, speaking of spilling liquor, it's time for money in the bag, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. All right. It's not just. That San Diego State beat Utah in triple OT, 33-31, for the second straight win against the Pac-12 opponent in two weeks. It's that SDSU coach Brady Hoke is getting not one but two $10,000 bonuses for extending the privilege. Salt Lake City, you've been had. You've been took. You've been hoodwinked bamboozled, led astray, run amok. This is what he does. SDSU put the shimmy in the shag. Utah, put the money in the bag. It's not just that Western Michigan beat Pittsburgh 44-41 in front of 40,000-plus Steel City acolytes. It's that Pitt paid $300,000 for the privilege. Western Michigan, a G5, taking flight, banging on Pittsburgh, a P5. Good Lord, great googly moogly and man alive. The win on the road at hallowed Hines Field was WMU coach Tim Lester's first win against a Power 5 opponent in five years of running opponents. The Panther defense got worked like a Wakandan crown prince in a ritual challenge for the throne. 
They gave up 516 yards of offense, dog. Including 22 with 34 for 323 passing yards from Bronco QB Caleb Ellaby. Pitt, you been had. I said you been took. You been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok. This is what he does. WMU put the shimmy in the shag. Pittsburgh put the money in the bag. It's not just that the 42-34 win against Texas State was incarnate words. First win against an FBS opponent. It's that Texas State paid $300,000 for the privilege. This was incarnate words. First win against an FBS opponent and the Bobcats first loss to an FCS program as an FBS program. San Marcos. I said you've been had. You've been took. You've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok. This is what he does. Incarnate word. Put the shimmy in the shag. Texas State. Put the money in the bag. It's not just that Fresno State beat number 13 UCLA in Pasadena, 40-37. It's that UCLA paid $1.1 million for the privilege. UCLA, U-G-L-Y. You ain't got no alibi because it's ugly. Yeah, yeah, this ugly. Number 13, UCLA, was the highest-ranked team Fresno State has defeated since beating number 13, Kansas State, in Manhattan, September 12, 2004. But it gets worse for the L.A. Bears. Fresno State has beaten UCLA four times in a row. 2003, 2008, 2018, 2021. Look at those years. Hang them like banners. In 2018, Fresno State emptied UCLA's pockets for $650,000 after whipping them 38-14. to 14. And to get the cool $1.1 million out of Hollywood in 2021 after a plague year? It's like the dogs know whose pockets stay full of lunch money and aim to relieve you of the burden. Westwood, I said you've been had. I said you've been took. You've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok. This is what he does. Fresno State, put the shimmy in the shag. UCLA, put the money in the bag. It's not just that Arizona lost to Northern Arizona 21-19. to It's that Zona. Paid directional Arizona $500,000 for the privilege. The Wildcats haven't won a football game since October 5th, 2019. If Arizona doesn't beat Oregon on Saturday, the Wildcats will have played two calendar years of football without a win. That's 0 and 15. Two years. No W's. All L's. Tucson, I said you've been had. You've been took. You've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok. This is what he does. N.A. 
AU. Put the shimmy in the shag. Arizona. Put the money in the bag. My goodness. That's our show for today. The number one ranked show is hosted by me, RJ Young. Thank you to our sponsor, Direct TV Stream. Our lead producer is Katherine Donnelly. Our director is John Marcus with help from Chris Cheshire. Our social media manager is JVN Duncan. Our lead of screaming is Rachel Cohn. Our editor is Atane Tejano. And our executive producer is Kristen Hurley. That is it for me. Doses.